0: Play the fucking intro! This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. And I'm
1: back and I'm here to stay, baby. Yes. <laughs> Eric's back and we are in our new recording studio. Not yeah. my basement anymore.
0: No, not... Not in the basement, we're in the detached garage that is now a studio, and buddy, it looks amazing. Yeah, still a little work left to go, but uh, cleaned up and set up enough that this is where we are, much more comfortable, and it's gonna get a lot better. Hell yeah, and I'm officially all moved into my new place. So, yeah. No more uh, every other week bullshit for me. I'm I think that was six weeks in track. a row, right? You, you yeah. were here,
1: miss. Here, miss. Here, miss. Here, miss. You missed three times. Yeah. So every other week, yeah. So that's
0: awesome. The move go well? Uh, yeah, it did. We're still technically moving uh, some of uh, some of the stuff out of my uh, roommate's old apartment and their storage unit. But as far as uh, all of my material, that's all out of my house, out of out of the old house, into the new. Sweet. And now the biggest thing left to do is to arrange everything. (laughs) So that's what we'll be doing. Uh, It's what we have been doing the last last week or so. The big thing was the kitchen. The kitchen was such a disheveled mess. I was like, all the utensils are bunched together. Where is the knife? Oh, my God. I'm living out of boxes. Where are my protein bars? (laughs) And what is the fridge looking like? I don't want to look at the fridge. Where is the fucking mayonnaise? So, yeah, it was kind of like that for a minute. Nice. <laughs> but we got it all sorted. Cool. That's and, good news? Yep. Now onto the living room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's get on with this show. We got a lot of stuff. Eric missed. I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff to say. Uh, did you do any shows? Did you play shows? Did you see any shows in the last two weeks?
0: Uh, I didn't play shows, but, I mean, the last weekend of August was Crucial Fest. So right. So I, I got some of those shows to talk about. And there was this crazy pop-up show that, you know, I had no idea was going on. Apparently it was this kid's birthday show, which had like eight or nine bands attached to it. And they ended up playing in a parking lot. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll get into that when, uh, when time comes to it. But, yeah, other than that, there weren't many other shows that I, uh, that I attended. I was going to go to one, uh, uh, was it last night? I think it was last night. It was with uh, Total Chaos and acetas it was two nights ago. It was Monday. Yeah. I had
1: it in my calendar. On Friday, I remembered, oh, I'm going to go see that on Monday. I even told my wife. It's like, what do you got planned? She's asked about with the weekend. Like, I'm good all weekend. But on Monday, I plan to go see Total Chaos and Days. And you know what happened? At 7.50, because that's uh, I set all my reminders for a 10-minute reminder. <laughs> After a long day of doing shit like this, I, I, this is the day. Monday was the day I was setting up this studio. And that popped up, and I thought, fuck, I'm... I'm not gonna get up and drive downtown to see yeah. that show now. <laughs> I'm bummed that I missed it because I really wanted to see it. But I thought about it Friday, knew I was gonna go Friday, and then after that, that was
0: it. So yeah, that's uh, that's how I was feeling. It was like <laughs> I still got too much shit to do in this in the house. It's not that I was bummed about missing Total Chaos. I've seen them, you know, twice before, and they're fucking awesome. They're great to see. But I'm really pissed that I missed Decidas. Right. Because those guys, man. And I saw people posted about it saying like, this is like the greatest street punk show I've ever been to. These guys kicked ass. Fucking, he says, hi, this is so awesome. Street punk thrash. I can't believe it. You missed out if you didn't go to that show. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I haven't been out much the past <laughs> a month and a half because I've been moving. Right. And you know how much of a pain in the ass is it's moving. Man, I hope that the apathetics don't think I'm ditching on them. I'm like, guys. I'm so sorry that I keep missing practice, but I'm just trying to get shit settled, man. <laughs> but, you know, things are, we're in the home stretch. Everything is looking fine. At least everything is all in one place. So that's uh, that's what really matters. Oh, good. Yep. And now I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a social life again pretty soon. <laughs> I hope. And you're going to be doing this show too. Yep. Every week now. Back at it. <laughs> And then I'll be back practicing with Apathetics and with Anonymous. Oh goddamn, Anonymous! Yeah, another thing. Tyler left. I heard he left the fucking band. Is that to go focus on his band that he's doing? Pretty
1: much. Okay, cool. He
0: he told me uh, straight up that he was like, uh, you well, know, a lot of things have been coming into his uh, life. He's really busy with work, and he hasn't seen his girlfriend all too much. And he's like, he can only extend the time for one other band. And, of course, he chose the street punk band, Repeller. And, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of a relief because uh, he was... Uh, he wasn't doing so good. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> Sydney will be a lot more... He's <laughs> kind of a lot more brutal about it and blunt. Cause she's the drummer. Tyler's the other half of the rhythm section. And when we were recording Warmongers, I think I told you this, Tyler could not keep the rhythm... It's like, dude, this is, this is fucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Tyler, he was kind of out of his element in this uh, whole genre thing that we got going on. He's a, uh, he's into street punk, he's into thrash, he's into oi, you know, which is all the, all the better for him that he's in the project he's in now, which is Repeller. And actually just today on my way here, Conrad, he uh, called me up asking me to make a flyer for a show. And I was like, yeah, which one? Well, actually I'm asking if you guys can play it as well. Who's all playing? Well, this band from Portland and Ulterior's and Repeller. I was like, oh, this would be hilarious (laughs) Anonymous shares the stage with Repeller. Right. (laughs) That'd be fucking funny. So that we could just show them up be like, hey, Tyler, what do you think of this bassist? (laughs) Yeah, bet you didn't think about that.
1: (laughs) Did you find a replacement?
0: We're finding replacements. We got three auditions we're gonna hold on Sunday oh cool yeah one uh, will Schuler who was uh, the singer and guitarist of skullfuck um, will Frankenstein I guess I don't know what his real name is or his real last name anyway but he was the bassist for Marine Corps and then we have uh, Mason Hollinger who was the guitarist for in your Graves cool so yeah we got some good uh we got some good uh, talent to focus on and we're gonna Hit all three of them on Sunday and just sort of have a little uh, roundtable discussion on who the better one is. It's going to be like The Apprentice or <laughs> Masked Singer or Hell's Kitchen or whatever. Be, Something s- where somebody's getting eliminated. I'll see if Landon will come in and like <laughs> film it like we're conducting a, a game show, doing a, an elimination trial. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but we already kind of tried out uh, Will Shuler, you know, Skullfuck guy. We tried him out, and he's, uh, you know, showed him some of the simple songs, and like, hey, because these are the ones that are on our demo that have had little to no revision whatsoever. The other ones are kind of, they're being reprocessed. Okay. <laughs> Re-rendered, re whatever. And uh, need I remind you that that was written when we had a different drummer. Sid brought a whole new ball to the field, so. So, yeah, just uh, bear with us. We'll try it out and see what works. <laughs> this is the tuning. These are the songs. Learn to play with a fucking metronome. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's what's been happening in my life, folks. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I'm sure you've got a lot to say about the, the picks you've got,
1: so we're going to get to those. We're going to get to our <laughs> long list, and I'm sure you've got one, too. It was Bandcamp Friday this past week, so there's a shit ton. I'm going to start on August 27th. I'm going to mention a few releases that came out at the end of August. So on August 27th, the band Brut, they released Rise and Fight, which is a special duties cover. Speaking of special duties, we'll be talking about them during the live portion of the show, because they're going to be here next week. And they're already on tour here on the West Coast in the US. On the 28th, Gas Kunst released Gas Mark II EP. And the Killigans released The Rowdy Ones, which is a single on the 28th, I played that on the latest episode of Punk and I Worldwide. Gibraltar released Promo 2023 on Still Ill Records. Milton Fishman Superstud released Most Likely, which is a single. And those are some guys from Orlando that basically come up with like punk covers of sorts. And that I can't remember what that most likely was. But that's what you get with Milton Fishman Superstud. And then You Big Idiot is going to round out August with East Vanity on Kinda Cool Records. Then... On September 1st, I'll let you know when it changes because, again, September 1st, very busy day. And actually, very busy day <laughs> for amazing releases, I think. Kong Kong, we're going to be talking about that later in the show, released their fourth EP, Details of War, on Guerrilla City Records. It's awesome. Telecrimen released El Circo de Brujo, del Brujo, which is an EP on Slovenly Records. Dirty Ass released yeah, uh, Set Setubahi Durimu Sendiri. What is an EP on Slovenly Records? Vicious Circle released Split the Open on 1054 Records. Tube Alloys released Magnetic Point on La Vida S Unmus Discos. Two other releases on that label were Nosfara 2 releasing Society's Bastard and Flash releasing Ezek Ber Bestiek, which is Basque, so I'm sure that's where their country or what the band's from. Uh, Down, not out. Released Beltline, which is a single. They had another single released in August, which I played on World Worldwide's new tracks. But there's a new, another new one that they just put out. Then a split with the bands Beer Toyfel and Spring fell, which is basically Beer Devil and Spring Devil. At least I think Spring Fell is Spring Devil. I know Fell is Devil, and Beer Beer fell is Beer Devil. Anyway, the name of that split is Direkte und die linke hand de which I didn't translate, I don't have ready for me, but go look it up, it's on Lake Town Records. Rancour released a new EP, Lem and Pin, and that's a great EP, along with the next one. Simpos with their hard as nails punts EP is great. Uh, another single, which is awesome. Suzio13 released Ya van Aver. Then Diamonds and Guns released Making Cash for Heartless Crooks EP. Played something from that last week. Nerdlinger put out Semi Sorry, which is a single on P records. Gendo Ikari released Roku Bungi Bungi, on Lower Class Kids records. Another one from Lower Class Kids was Rabbit releasing Bardo, which is an EP. Stomper 98 put out self-titled Stomper 98. It's full-length. It's on Pirate's Press. It's outstanding. I've already listened to that one as well. Uh, Lemon Law released Dirty Dozen. I think that's like their 13th release or something like that. Or I guess maybe it's their 12th release. Uh, that was good. Intimidation released a, a new EP, Total Aggression. That one's great. The Uncouth released a full-length called The Uncouth on Contra Records and Insurgents Records. It's great. Creeping Tide released a new single called Hold On Tight, and we'll be talking more about that one here shortly. The Choices released a new one called Vice and Virtue. It's on Rondali Records, and I think it's only... Hard copies, I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet, but I think the hard copies you could at least pre-order on that date. Ice Cold Killers put out a new single, which is a killer single. It's called Damage Control. The Wild Throats released Try to Explain, which is a single. Now on to a different date, September 3rd, Wide Shut released 259, one minute left which is a single on 1054 Records. And I think I say it every episode because 1054 Records is releasing so much stuff, but it's a really cool (laughs) hardcore label based out of Australia. So definitely, if you're into hardcore, you should be following 1054 Records on Bandcamp and you'll find some cool stuff. I am. (laughs) I just (laughs) followed them last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I can attest, they do have a lot of good shit on there. Yes, they do. Uh,
1: On the fourth, The Cribs released Gypsies, Shaves, and Thieves which is an EP on Dammit Records, and those tracks are funny. Definitely worth a listen. On Horn and Hoof Records, Smoking Gives You Big Tits. That's the name of the band, Smoking Gives You Big Tits. They so released. true. <laughs> they released Guts for Starters on the 4th.
0: Yeah, it's called Tumors, Cancerous Tumors. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they grow bigger.
1: Probably true. Uh, there's a the Three-Way Split released on the 5th with Cholera, The Zips, and Razor Kids on different class records. It's called News From Another Side. Meryl Streak released <laughs> Bertie, B-E-R-T-I-E, which is an acronym. And If This Is Life, two different singles. Good stuff there. I think it's on nice. rotaryvinyl.com, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Coupe Gorge released S- uh, Silence de Mort, which is uh, a full length. And at, uh, I've got that queued up to listen to. I heard one of the tracks. I was like, yeah, I got to listen to more of this one. Uh, Incinerar released Avante uh, 2023, but it's in Roman numerals, XXIII EP, on Activar Haslo Tumizix, Tumiz which is like a label based out of Chile, I believe. So these are probably South American bands. Uh, they also released Cine Fuegos, uh, which put out Session de Verano, then, Stigmatism will be releasing on the 7th, Ignorance is Power, on Static Shock Records. Iron Mind will be releasing Assume Your Ultimate Form, which is a single on Last Ride Records, which is Australian, which I heard shortly before Eric got here, since it's already the 7th in Australia, yeah, I was and it's notified. pretty good. <laughs> I was notified of that shortly before I got here. <laughs> I listened to it. It's good, so I recommend checking that one out. It's just a single, though. Uh, Unity TX will be releasing Ferality on Pure Noise Records on the 8th. With Honor releasing Boundless on Pure Noise Records on the 8th. Mad by Morning, there's a whole bunch on the 8th, including Mad by Morning releasing Creature of Habit. Phantom Bay releasing Underground EP. Reason to Leave releasing Rise and Grind EP. OXO 86 releasing and the Usual Suspects, even though they've released just about every single single so far, but they're pretty close Uh, Sunny Bastard's Records, I recommend checking that one out. It's a cool concept. Uh, You'll just have to go check it out to get more details. On the 8th, 1054 Records will be releasing Northern Hit Squad's Violence is Golden and Abriacht, their Trust in Decay Part 2. I think that's just two tracks. Mustard Plug, yep, that Mustard Plug, they are releasing a new album called Where Did All My Friends Go on Bad Time Records.
0: Well... All your friends were asking where did you go because <laughs> Mustard Plug. Honestly, this is like the first time hearing about them in fucking ten years, maybe.
1: I did a ska episode last week on Punk and I Worldwide, and I played one of their early release singles. I think they had one or two for that album. Wow! And I played it on there. That's when I came across it. Was about two weeks ago. So, damn,
0: I had no idea they were around. <laughs> I thought they were dead. It's like Mustard Plug. Did they go the way of like most of those other turn of the century ska bands? But no, I guess we're still around. <laughs> They're still around,
1: and on bad time records, uh, pure noise records will be putting out a compilation of covers called Dead Formats Volume Two. Several cool bands doing some cool covers on that one. So go check that one out. Uh, Pale Angels will be releasing Plastic Legacy on Rad Girlfriend Records. Sat, M A C S A T all one word releasing Turn It Up on Pasadena Pat's Records. The Hangmen releasing Stories to Tell. Then our pals and Sergeant Skagg are releasing their first LP in like 15 years or something like that on Ska Punk International. It'll be called At Least More Than Halfway Dead. On the 14th, the traders are releasing How Much Art Can You Take. City Riot, our pals in City Riot will be releasing Remember the Days of 99. I played the early release single earlier today on Punk and Worldwide. KDMF released or will be releasing False Starts, Open Endings on Lockjaw Records. Magnitude will be releasing Of Days Renewed on Triple B Records. That Fat that? Mike is putting out a new release called Get strung, or Gets Strung Out. So you read it as Fat Mike Gets Strung Out.
0: Ah, nice. <laughs> but what did you say? KDMF?
1: KDMF is the name of the group or the band or the artist. Huh. And they're releasing False Starts, Open Endings on Lockjaw Records.
0: Uh, I wonder if that's a play on, uh, you know, KMFDM. Is it like, kill the Pesh mode, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they're so carried on the message. It's like, Casey didn't get it the first time. Oh,
1: it is. So the way I said it, probably sounds like that. It's Katie, like the girl's name, Katie. Yeah. Space MF.
0: Okay. So
1: it's not a complete acronym. It's, just, it's Katie MF, like Katie motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> still, though, you gotta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty interesting. A
1: few more on the 15th are Malad, releasing Underdog, which is a single. Uh, our pal Ronnie Amersma is also in Malad, so I'm looking forward to something new from them. BroorLab, B-R-O-R-L-A-B, are releasing a self-titled on La Vida Moves Discos. And then Give Up Hope is releasing To Those Who Wait on 1054 Records. A few that will be coming out, maybe in that window. The Hard Crops, Split with Brute. R.A.S. 84 releasing Rien Ne Pura facer, which is a mini album. The Young Rochelles, I thought were supposed to be releasing Breezy Single like two weeks ago, but it still isn't out, so that could be coming out at any time. The Mistakes are going to be doing their split with the U.K. Subs. We talked about yeah. that two weeks ago. Uh, and then The Dead Rabbits releasing Waves and Backbreaker releasing Reclaim the Streets. All of those could be coming out soon. I didn't find the dates my list was incredibly long. I think what are we already closing in on 20 minutes into the show. Eric, you get to your list so we can get to some music. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I think that's funny. The uh, the Traders, How Much Art Can You Take? I'm like, are they covering SSD Control on that? Because that's a song that they have. Nice. It's also a book that uh, uh, Hardcore Al was, is releasing, How Much Art Can You Take? It's just a basically just a giant photo album. It's being released through uh, Revelation Records. Oh, cool. So so yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh my releases that I've got here. Uh starting from the 20 uh twenty-eighth of August, the band Civende released their live at Bridge City Sessions on the thirtieth, under the influence, or UTI if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they released uh, two singles for an upcoming al- album that will be released uh in October called Dragonblood, uh, but the two singles you can stream right now are Satan Killer and Translucent Scream. Nice. Then on the 31st, Vicious Circle released Split This Open. Uh, Show Me the Body released uh, Troubled the Water remixes in an EP. So they just took some select songs from their last album and just decided to uh, you know, spruce them up a little bit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving into the first Street Power released Threads of Hate, Warn released Considering Flesh, and there's a, pu- a Pure Noise Records compilation EP, Pure Noise Records Volume 2, Single. Oh. <laughs> and that features uh, new tracks from Bouncing Souls, Sad Park, and Action Adventure.
1: I think that is the covers one I was mentioning. They're, they're all doing covers. I actually listened to that Bouncing Souls cover. I forget what they covered. Mm. Uh, but they, they have some other cool singles or uh, covers. Like some of the bands were doing like uh, one did Elton John, uh, Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: th- there's some cool punk covers on that one.
0: Hell yeah. I'll have to look into that. All right. Then uh, on the sixth, Scal released uh, a single, Psychic Dance Routine. It's the title track of their EP that they released earlier this year or not, was it this year? Yes, it was earlier this year, but this is what they call a Nuevo Testamento remix. Not sure what that means, but it's different, I guess. <laughs> and on the 8th, uh, Ab Act released uh, Trust and Decay Part 2 single, which is actually uh, a song that they uh, from an album that they released last year, but I guess they're doing a remix of it, I guess. A lot of remixes, I guess. strange. Yeah, strange. <laughs> And finally, on the 15th, Magnitude will be releasing Of Days Renewed and Give Up Hope be releasing to those who wait. Cool. It's funny if you read that without any spaces or any breaks in it. Give up hope to those who wait. <laughs> so, so all my hope is going to the, the patient people? Well, great. How, how about that? <laughs> I remember, we were talking about a track last
1: month, new track, on August 20th, the band Impact Driver released Champagne, S H A M P A I. Right, right. I played that track on Punkanoia Worldwide today because I was doing the new tracks for August, and I definitely recommend people check that out because it reminded me of what you said. If you just say the words Champagne, they do talk about Champagne for my friends and... Uh, Pain for my sham friends, I think is what was the wording. I, I forgot already because I listened to so many other songs today getting ready for the <laughs> stuff. But uh, the play on words, uh, I recommend going and checking it out. If you don't go check out the Punk Noi Worldwide episode, just go look up the band Impact Driver and check out the track Champagne.
0: All right. Champagne. Yeah. Again, I still, I still like to think that it's a song calling out hypochondriacs. <laughs> <laughs> Pain's just a sham. <laughs> or the... Or You know, or doctors that give false diagnoses, right? (laughs) It's like I got a pain in my ankle, cancer, or champagne. That's just uh, that's just the results that you get from WebMD, right? (laughs) Anyway, let's uh, get into the. uh, We need to
1: get to some music now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eric, kick it off. So yeah, last uh, not last week, but the last episode I was on, I told you that I was going to be plugging the new "Run Into the Sun" single. No one sees me, and nothing heals here. This is the fourth single that was released uh, since June of 2022. They've had a pretty consistent stream of new material since their formation in uh, 2020, uh, with one demo EP and four, now five, singles to their name. Uh, Excuse me. And this one, it doesn't stray too far from their established sound, which caters more to the camps of melodic hardcore, kind of post-hardcore that... uh, the type of music that swept the underground scene in the 2000s. You think like uh, uh Stick to Your Guns or like Mid-Career AFI, a sound in which their peers absolved seemed to also be setti- settling. <laughs> yeah, they sound very similar, just uh, <laughs> kind of a different vocalist. <laughs> uh, they're both great, though. Anyway, both of these songs are evocative of those two examples. The first one emphasizing more hardcore approach with aggro riffs and screaming vocals, slamming breakdowns, whereas Nothing Heals Here is slower and more melodic and more of an emphasis on uh, you know, sing-song, you know, but it's still aggressive in its own style. And the lyrics, rather their subject matter, I don't think necessarily are written to match the tone of each song, but it's all about the delivery and whatever the lyricist is feeling and when penning or si- singing them. Now, the best way that I could describe the, you know, the actual lyrics is by reading verbatim what Dan Fletcher posted in his, uh, in the band camp here. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just writing about what inspired the songs. Because it's actually very deep, very poignant. Cool. Yeah. So, it says here on their band camp, growing up in a place like Provo, Utah is hard. So many young people are lost to drugs, depression, and suicide. Kids were shunned by their families for leaving the church, for being queer, for not agreeing with the doctrines, for being themselves. These deaths are constantly covered up, ignored, forgotten, thoughts and prayers sent. I went back to that town recently and I felt sick to my stomach. The history and my memories still make me so fucking mad. When I got home, I wrote the lyrics to No One Sees Me. It's inspired by the connection between my experience and the history of the city where Mormon settlers arrived and murdered the native tribes. As kids, we were taught the story of a Ute tribe woman leaping from a nearby mountain because she was heartbroken. The truth was that she and her family were hunted and killed. After I wrote No One Sees Me, I got to thinking about how I felt growing up in that city, dealing with ADHD, anxiety, and depression, trying to make sense of my identity in a place where people are told they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to live, and that if they don't obey, they'll be kicked out of the culture and end up in hell for eternity. Nothing heals here is about growing up where you don't belong. How the beauty of youth is tarnished by ignorance and judgment, looking back and wishing those youthful moments had remained innocent and pure. So there you go, people. That's straight from the horse's mouth. And we're gonna listen to the uh, the first song because, well, I'm just in a heavy mood. But listen to <laughs> listen to both of those songs. Doesn't take up too much time, and and yeah, this is "No One Sees Me." This is the heavier of the two tracks released on their latest single. Let's get to it. pretty short and aggressive to the point. Now uh, and yeah, I love it running to the sun. they've been they've been hitting the target with every single they've dropped in the past few years. They've basically released an entire LP's worth of material. <laughs> and I don't know if they have any plans to release an entire album or another EP or any if any of that is on the horizon, but it's actually if you think about it, Kind of the same way old-school hardcore bands released their material. A slew of singles to get the ball rolling and maybe an EP or demo of some sort. And then once they get a name for themselves and get enough of a following, there will be enough hype built up around them that a full length would be the way to go. Right. You look at how Black Flag did it. You know, they have the... Nervous Breakdown EP, Jealous Again, Six Pack. Those guys went through three different singers, three singers before they settled on Henry Rollins, with whom they released Damaged, their first full length album. (laughs) And same thing with Misfits. You know, Misfits have been a band roughly around that same amount of time. They released a ton of singles, you know, like The Horror Business, Halloween, and uh, uh, Bullet. And some of those singles ended up on their first album, Sad Cage, but there was some problem as to, you know, why that wasn't released properly in 1978. So, uh, but they had the image, they had the music, and they had, they were starting to build a following, until in 1982, boom, out comes Walk Among Us. So, yeah. It's not the same for every band, but it is like an actual, uh, kind of the more intelligent way to go, especially in, uh, you know, today's society where there's like a, uh, I was expecting immediate gratification where people don't even have the attention spans to listen to even a four song EP anymore. People right? just have the time for just one single. It's not about LPs anymore. It's about playlists. It's rather sad, but you know, if this is the game that they're playing, this is how bands got to get their name out there. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much the same across the board. Just uh, build up a name for yourself. You know, don't give everybody too much all at once. Right, and, and just hope now that, you know, society today's youth—they got the attention span of gnats.
1: You know, <laughs> I look forward to it. when I'm driving or have yard work or something going on because then I'm not sitting at the laptop, you know, going over the list, setting up for these episodes, Punkanoid Worldwide, Pow Radio, something like that. Because, mm. just like you said, I don't always get a lot of time to. Go back to stuff. I have to like create these separate lists of stuff that I want to yeah. go back to and actually listen to. So it's really nice when you get to go listen to an actual EP, LP, whatever. I recommend people
0: try that. You youth
1: of today. Oh well, yeah,
0: but then again, <laughs> yeah. but then again, we kind of have a bias because you know we actually have to sit down and listen to the music, absorb it, and just like me, I write my little notes. True. About everything. So. I can, like, give an accurate opinion of, you know, what this song made me feel like. I've been doing that for 10 years, you know? <laughs> so I'm, So, yeah, I kind of, it's my job to really, like, pay attention to the music. But otherwise, yeah, music can be, it just kind of exists in the background these days. You know, you're doing it to uh, add a source of entertainment when doing menial tasks, like washing the dishes or, you know, Vacuuming or doing yard work, things like that. What you were saying, you right? Know, it's just there to kind of keep you entertained. But it's like, remember when we used to actually have to sit down, put a record on the turntable, and put the little uh, needle on it, and then you just sit and listen. You know, you read the lyrics along with it instead of you know, playing on your phone or something. But but I I'm guilty of that. I do that. I'm sitting <laughs> listening to music like playing solitaire or something on my phone. But right. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's just the. It's just the way the world works right now, and I'm at me personally. I'm trying to do better at just like sitting and listening rather than uh, listening. Just uh, it's kind of an afterthought, right? Yeah, especially when I'm driving because driving I get so distracted. (laughs) Not even distracted. I'm actually paying attention to the road. (laughs) It's like, oh shit! How did this song go? I had to do that like three different times a day when I was like trying to figure out what song I wanted to choose for. uh, uh, the album I'll be talking about. I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> Which is funny because the songs are so <laughs> short anyway. So.
1: <laughs> that is funny.
0: So, yeah. Hey, for all you uh, hardcore bands and grindcore bands and power violence bands, whatever, if you are releasing singles, yeah, you are in luck because your songs are so short that people will have... You know, it will equate to the amount of attention that people are willing to give these days. You know, if you have a song that's a minute and a half, perfect. Cut it off right there. People will listen to it multiple times. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, that's uh, you can you can consider that my little uh, end cap of this episode. It's like sit and listen to the music, younglings. but yeah, we got some more to, uh, we got some more to get through. Uh, Dustin, what have you got for us?
1: Yeah, now the floodgates are open. Let's start killing, killing it. We got a lot of music to go. So uh, we're going to go to Sheffield in the UK, Creeping Tide. We played some stuff off of their first release. Uh, they have a second album that will be coming out in 2024. And as I was talking about at the top of the show, just released a new single, which will be included on that release that's coming in 2024. I want to thank... Ben, for reaching out just a couple days ago, uh, the track is called "Hold On Tight." Again, it's released September first, Bandcamp Friday. Uh, and I wanted to just so everybody has an idea. I think the recordings sound great, but just so you know what we're getting into, as before, this is a one hundred percent MIDI. MIDI. Uh, I can't believe it's not a band release <laughs> making uh, or made using Logic plugins and a cheap mic. All in his
0: own small studio. Wow. <laughs> well, now that the bar's been set incredibly low, let's, let's, let's get into it, it and,
1: and we'll see what you think. Here goes with Hold On Tight, It's Creeping Tide.
0: hold on tight pretty awesome yeah pretty awesome but i could tell the drums were midi (laughs) (laughs) but the
1: recording quality on that the audio quality overall quality is pretty outstanding it's better than a lot of the stuff that we do get not to knock on any of them but considering the description of where this is recorded and as you said well the bar's low you know based off of that description yeah uh turned out really great
0: Yeah, you hear that, kids? You see how easy it is to make music these days?
1: (laughs) Well, I am definitely looking forward to the rest, Ben. You did a great job. Thank you for sharing it with us. That's Hold On Tight. Look for more details uh, coming at you closer, I guess, to 2024, as that's when the release is coming. I don't know when, but somewhere in 2024, that'll be the second full length. But if you like that and you haven't heard the first one, there's a whole other full length for you ready to go. All right. (laughs) All right. One of my favorites, I love this band from their very first release, they're from Sweden, it's the band Kong Kong. Uh, they just released their fourth EP. They've all been four-track EPs. The artworks all go together. I'm really curious to see because all EPs have had four tracks on there, so they've got 16 total tracks. Are they going to do something with that? Or are they just going to keep doing four-track EPs? I have no idea, but all their stuff is released on their own label, Gorilla City Records. You can go check that out. I had pre-ordered mine, and it arrived around, I think, on the 1st or really close to the 1st. No, maybe it's on Thursday even. It might even arrive a day early, <laughs> which I was pretty pleased with, seeing how it was being sent from Sweden. So uh, the official release date is the first this past Friday, Bandcamp Friday. Details of War is the name of the new EP. Uh, like I said, it's the fourth one. One track where I'm going to pick, The all the tracks were great. Uh, I think that on this one, they're definitely using the, the female vocals that they had incorporated in the previous one. They've incorporated a lot more into the tracks on this one. But all the tracks are great. Uh, they have some music videos, which is basically just a cartoon animation, like an old Mickey Mouse looking thing, but of a gorilla walking. So it's really <laughs> not like a, a complex music video. But if you like to listen to your music w- on YouTube, you can go check it out there and see the gorilla continually walking to nowhere uh, <laughs>
0: for it. It's but, like those uh, old uh, animation cells of Steamboat Willie.
1: Pretty much. Something along those lines, so, similar type of animation that's what you're going to get. I think they have two of the tracks, but different colored background. Uh, Feel free to do that on YouTube if you like. We're going to check out the track here from Details of War. The the one we're going to go with is the first track. It's called The Brave People.
0: How the uh you know the high-pitched uh, female vocals come in juxtaposing his uh you know the gruff ape vocals that he has. Right. It's almost like you're getting in uh uh God, what was her name? Kong in, Kong. Well, yeah, oh. Kong Kong, but in King Kong, what was the name oh. of the uh of the lady that Oh I I forget. Damn, I had it I hadn't lost it. <laughs> And and Darrow. Okay. Yeah, it's like you give and Darrow a chance to sing while, uh, you know, the ape is holding her and growling in her face, you know?
1: I think you came up with a great idea for one of their songs where you would have the classic 1960s or whatever uh, the older King Kong movies were, and he's climbing up and holding her there, and you could just make it so when the uh, King Kong's kind of moving his mouth and there's airplanes and whatever, you know, and then going back to her face you could definitely make a video and i think it'd be a really cool music video it's a great idea yeah
0: yeah use the same uh you know type of uh, old school walt disney animation with that too it would be great <laughs> yeah. yeah black and white the shit out of that that would be great
1: see we come up with great ideas all the time they're typically on interviews but eric just nailed another one
0: yep there we go so kong <laughs> kong you guys uh when you come up with a music video uh talk to me i'll be your uh Uh, I'll be quality control. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking
1: forward to seeing it. Uh, All right, we got more music to get to. We got some live stuff to talk about. And we've already, I mean, we are into the show. So let's giddy up and go. Eric, what do you got? Uh, we're kind of older, lesser known, but you still have some newer stuff to go.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's new, but still kind of uh, lesser known. This is a band called uh, Witness Chamber, who are our neighbors to the north. They're coming out of Boise. Right. Boise, Idaho, straight fucking edge, people. <laughs> yeah, Witness Chamber, they've been a band since uh, 2021, released an LP called Paradise Awaits. And they just recently released an EP called True Delusion. And if you haven't heard it, it's irate metallic hardcore on par with the likes of Hatebreed and Buried Alive, and they hit such hot spots of hardcore that you know. Oh, let me see. <laughs> you know, you got speed, you got chugs, you got infectious rhythms and riffs to match. And uh, the song that uh you know the song that I'm choosing today, it's featuring a Maximus Hall from Ego Death and she delivers some scathing vocals on on this track of this world. And yeah, of this world has got a, it's got everything in there and honestly this whole EP is fucking awesome. I just kind of had to you know, I was I was hard pressed to find a song that I really wanted to choose. So it just kind of threw the ball on the rude let wheel and it landed on, you know, it landed 15 on red. Oh, great. <laughs> so we're going to use of this world and yeah. So, Of This World, it's a song that's, uh, yeah, aside from music, it's got a, it gives a rather cruel report on how a new world will only grow when it is watered with the blood spilled by those who didn't survive the rebellion. Yeah, it's pretty dark, but, <laughs> hey, this, you kind of uh, expect that with music sounded like this. And how does it sound? A little like Doesn't that just give you hope for the future? Yeah. <laughs> shit just, when when was hardcore hopeful? <laughs> no, the youth crew posi-core bands don't count. <laughs> Eat your heart out H2O. <laughs> Eat your heart out bad brain. <laughs> not everything is looked at not everything is turning for the better. Some shit is just a uh, it's just following that downward spiral. True, sorry. But, yes, the positive aspect is what can we do about it? Uh, Well, just (laughs) keep on living. Okay, cool. Noted. Thanks for that. Anyway, Witness Chamber, some uh, fresh hardcore out this year, like uh, just straightforward, no fucking frills, just uh, speed, chug, breakdown, rebuild, repeat, Have some, uh, you know, skating vocals about, uh, or lyrics rather, about how the world is going to fucking hell. And yep, you have an EP. (laughs) So so thank you, Witness Chamber, you Boise, Idaho, straight edge motherfuckers, you. This one's for you. Cheers. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, uh, Liquid death cans, clink (laughs) them together. (laughs) Uh, I've got a band
1: that is, this track's older anyway, they did put out something newer, so Uh, On Puganoi Worldwide, I've moved on to bands from Ireland. On the last episode, played the band The Nils, N-I-L-Z. I I want to play something off their new album, which was their newest album, and their only LP. Their first LP was released December 21st of 2022, called Unicorn Hard Spots. You can go find it over on rotaryvinyl.com, FOA Day Music. Those are places you can find this as well. But they did have uh, two other EPs, and off their second EP, which is called Kiss Me, My Executioner, Uh, That was released January 27th of 2018. So that's coming up on, I guess it's five and a half years ago. Uh, There's some really cool tracks. And so I figured, hey, you know what? We're going to feature that here too. Uh, If you haven't heard the Nils, you should definitely check it out. They've got two EPs and an LP. Great band from Dublin in Ireland. And we are going to get to a track off of that second EP, Kiss Me, My Executioner. That track is called New Underground. (laughs)
0: What do you think of that? Pretty awesome, right? Oh yeah, pretty fun, pretty jumpy.
1: Are you familiar with the Nils from Dublin?
0: No, I can't say I am.
1: Well now you are at least with one song, so there's several more for you to discover, but really everybody out there listening, I recommend. They're just great kick-ass street punk sound. I like the Nils, I hope you go check them out. You can go listen to another track I played from Unicorn Hard Spots. I played one earlier in the year, it was probably closer to actually when that was released. Uh, so I think that was December of 2022 is what I said, so probably early this year I, I played something. But I played another one just the other day, this past weekend, and then there we go, off of that, I wanted to make sure kind of featured some of their other releases as well. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about some live shows and such so we can get to some more music. So, Eric, uh, kick it off. What kind of live shows did you see? What kind of live shows you got to plug?
0: Well, first and foremost, I saw one of the most seminal Hardcore bands that came out of Los Angeles just a couple of weeks ago, fronted by the man, the myth, the only one leaving. I'm talking about Fear. Nice. Yeah, Fear. I've seen them live once before. It was when they were playing made stage at a punk rock bowling back in a, I think it was 2018.
1: Did you miss them this year then? No. Oh, okay.
0: Oh wait, at a at PRB? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I missed them at the at the main stage, but that's okay because when I saw Fear playing the main stage, the you know the aforementioned time, it just didn't feel right. <laughs> it didn't feel right playing on a huge stage like that, and it just seemed very... I was like, the show's got to be a lot more lively for a band like this. Now, Fear belongs in the club circuit, and that's where they played. They played up at Urban Lounge, nice. and NARC was supposed to open up for them, but... I don't know. I guess Spencer Spencer had some shit going on. He, I, I, I don't know. He basically had to go to the hospital, or so Ooh. he said he did. Other accounts said Terrible. that he just went home and something like that. I'm like, no, dude, that sucks. Yeah. You miss out on opening up for fear. Like, oh, boy. Well, uh, I don't think you would want to choose to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. that's That just sucks. Right. Uh, so... There was only a two-band bill. And honestly, that's fine. That was fucking great because both bands on there kick major ass and put on such an amazing live show. And who was opening up for them but Endless Struggle? Come on. Endless Struggle opening up for Fear? It makes sense. And Endless Struggle put on a hell of a fucking show. they were a great warm-up band for when Fear took the stage. And there was Fear. Old and wrinkly Lee Ving himself. <laughs> yeah, dressed all in black and like sort of Johnny Cash attire. And I'm yep. not talking young Johnny Cash. I'm talking like old yet skinnier Johnny Cash. <laughs> that's what Lee Ving looks like. And they played all the fucking hits. They played Beef Baloney. They played New York's All Right If You Love Saxophones. And instead of a saxophone, Lee pulled out his harmonica and played the little parts along with it.
1: You should change it to New York's All Right If You Like Harmonicas then
0: yeah well it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it makes sense I mean uh you know, Bob Dylan playing a lot of uh, harmonica based uh, folk songs, true, yeah, but then you have uh, it's like come on, New York was kind of a hot spot for jazz musicians, right well, I mean, you'd look at the listen to the intro music of s n l yeah i I'm not good at hitting the altos on there, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's fear. It's like uh, you know, do they have a point? Are they making a point? Not really. Have a beer with fear. And I actually have that koozie. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Totally ripping off the Budweiser logo, but it's awesome. Yeah, and they were awesome. You know, the crowd was going fucking nuts. You know, beer was being spilled all over the place. People were jumping off the stage, even though the little uh, stage hand was not allowing that. It's like, <laughs> as soon as people got up on stage, like, before they could even, like, uh, you know, straighten themselves out, get up on the knees, he was already halfway across the stage ready to, like, push somebody off. And it's was like, oh, shit! <laughs> Back the way you came. <laughs> yeah, And, of course, uh, probably the craziest pit was when they did I love living in the city. Because, yeah, that's the song everybody knows by Fear. And, right. And rightfully so, everybody lost their minds during that shit. So, so yeah. Thing is, Fear, it sucks that this is their last tour, but at the same time, it's good because, come on, how, how much longer do you think this guy has? Right. <laughs> oh, man. like uh, At least going out on a high note, Just you could tell that they were still there. Yeah, they're still there. They're still doing what they love to do, and their music still kicks ass. And their music, their live performance was still awesome. So, so yeah, Fear. If you weren't there, man, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, be- and I'm really sorry. This is apparently your last chance you're gonna get to see these guys. Right. Yeah, they might do a fucking big old farewell show out in Los Angeles. I I'd assume that's what they do, but you know, if uh they had announced that by now, then it's probably already sold out true yeah and the crazy thing was that fear concert i did not know it was going on until like a week prior i had no idea and apparently i'm not the only one they're like wait fear's coming fear's coming it's really like you had to know people wow and it was advertised there was like a photo a photo an event page on urban lounge's facebook but urban lounge they do shit jobs <laughs> at promoting their shows, especially the metal ones and the punk ones. You know they're just terrible at it. Yeah, you know, I'm like get get yourself a fucking publicist or something. You don't even have a flyer. For Let's, fuck's sake, you don't have a flyer. Hey. Right? Let somebody know. Yeah, for Christ's sakes, it was dumb. At the end of this, at the end of the show, I fucking screamed Salt Lake sucks. Which, <laughs> if you get that reference, then. You know what I you know what I was referring to. <laughs> anyway, so move let's move on from there. So fear kicked ass, but let's talk about Crucial Fest, the annual celebration of the ending of summer. And yeah, this one kicked ass too. I did not go to all four uh, all four nights. Oh, come on. Well, I went to <laughs> I went to the two that mattered. There you go. <laughs> no, they all mattered. Each one had some.
1: Some really good bands. I saw the lineups. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, uh, yeah, night one, you had Bongzilla. You had Eagle Twin. You had Pound. Done. Turtleneck Wedding Dress. It, I got to go see shit. Eagle
1: Twin sometime. I think I saw them once, or maybe it was on video, because I used to work at the same place Gentry uh, worked at. Yeah. And so I knew really? him, and I wish I would have gone to go see the band. I, ho- hopefully they keep playing, because I got to go see him sometime. I, I know oh, I've yeah. seen the videos. It's pretty cool.
0: Oh yeah, they'll play. They they don't play very often because I mean Gentry is a is a busy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the last time he performed on stage prior to Eagle Twin was when Iceburn did a little bit of a pop up set at that uh, Brad Barker benefit show that oh, Right, uh, Villain and uh, Seven uh, Seven Daggers did. Nice. Yeah. Which you know, if you want more about that, I refer you to the interview we did <laughs> with Villain after yes, that. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, the <coughs> the nights that I went to, I, did, uh, I went to night two on the 25th and night three on the 26th, as there were some bands that I could not miss, mostly Miesmore, Last, and Portrayal of Guilt. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't make it in time to see Portrayal to the goddamn Blood Dimension, as... You know, they don't play very often because Clark, who once resided here, who's the vocalist of this band, now lives all the way in fucking Louisiana. Damn so, it. so yeah, he actually came back here because, you know, play Crucial Fest, do a one-off show here. It makes sense to sort of make a whole uh, weekend trip out of it. Right. So. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Goddamn Blood Dimension ain't going to be around. I'm sure they're going to be around. You know, they'll still exist, but... They won't be playing shows as often. Right. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, last fucking kicked ass. Those guys are just like such brutal industrialized drone music. And Miesmore, blackened doom metal, sort of funeral doom, I guess if you want to say. And Portrayal of Guilt, they closed out the night. And it was, they were fucking fun. My friends were forming a little four or five man mosh pit. Nice. It's like, okay, more on you. I'm just tired as all shit. So... <laughs> You enjoy it. And I just dropped $200 on records.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. It,
0: I mean, That's a it's a good pres- haul there, huh? It's presented by Grey Whale, and I haven't bought records for myself in months. So I was like, you know what? I just got paid. I have a lot of money in my account. I'm going to fucking splurge. And I got some records that I've been looking for forever. I got System of a Downs, Hypnotize and Mesmerize. Awesome. I got Rage Against the Machines, Battle of Los Angeles. I have fucking Cannibal Corpses, The Bleeding, Lamb of God's The Sacrament. And, oh, man, I was—I uh, had a good haul. It was a good night. It sounds like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Those records have yet to be spun because, well, right now, my turntable is not plugged in or s- hooked up to any speakers or has a receiver or even has a shelf for it. <laughs> I digress. <The laughs> point is, they will get played. They will get played. Anyway, the third night, the second night that I went, I uh, should have been there earlier, but... This is actually pretty crazy. There was another show going on down the street. It was the uh, Utah, not Arts Fest, but it was, it was something that Yalt Entertainment was putting on, I think. I don't know. But there were some friends of mine there who, uh, who were in uh, Backhand, and the guitarist, uh, not the guitarist, the bassist for Project Sellout has another band, and they were playing that night. So, me and my best friend, we were walking along the, uh, you know, along the borders, you know, the fenced off area, and we go to the uh, backstage, and we're like, "Dude, what's up, Dean, Jake? What the fuck?" <laughs> so we were just kind of hanging out with them, you know. They're peering over the chain link fence, and we're just like talking and everything like that. Uh, it took us about maybe twenty minutes to get just down the street to, uh, you know, Metro Music Hall where the right. shit was taking place. So I missed Run into the Sun, I missed Swarmer, and I missed Baby Girl, and I'm like, damn it, That sucks. I love all those bands, but it's okay. Let's just get some food, and we'll check out the rest of the show. <laughs> so I watched a bit of Ryle. Those guys are those guys are pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> some nice uh, some nice old school death metal. Awesome. And then the Otolith. Those guys were really strange. It was like Really atmospheric, uh, I guess, doom music but with like a, such a kind of an occultish ritualistic edge to it. <laughs> it just felt so odd. And then whores, they closed out the night, and whores, they are an interesting breed. They sound like a, a sort of mid 90s neurosis, and uh, Melvins, that type of sort of uh, walk in the line of of slow down hardcore punk but also like sludge metal type shit. Nice. So they're an interesting they were an interesting breed and they put on a pretty good show. But the thing is they're like the headlining band at a bar show over a 4-day weekend uh festival. So, right? I could only take so much. I was so tired, man.
1: <laughs> I've had those I don't know how many times punk rock bowling. You know, you get your tickets early and then the Tickets go on sale for the club shows in February when the shit's in May. And you're like, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. And then yeah, when I... the time comes, I don't know how many times I've given away club show tickets. This last time around, I walked down, found somebody on the corner like, here you go. This is your ticket. Now you go in. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I can't, I just can't stay up for another three and a half, four hours. I got to go lay down.
0: I know. You really <laughs> got, you got to choose your battles. Yeah. Okay. Now I got one more show to talk about. Now this is one I had came at surprise to me. At the top of this episode I was talking about the show in the parking lot. Right. Well, this is what it was. It was Creek Fest. And it was taking place originally out in the woods somewhere. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, and this was all like uh... Yeah, this was all information sort of given to me Uh, through my drummer, Sydney. She was down at Downtown Music, uh, and she was practicing, playing on drums and doing shit like that. And she was hanging out in the parking lot, just uh, smoking, and then all these kids start showing up. And she's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Uh, We're putting on a show. What, like in the building? No, right here. Do you know if there's an outlet? We gotta hook up some generators. I was like, "What? okay, if you play a show here, and you get the cops called on us, then they're going to fucking like, uh, come down pretty hard and maybe close this place. I practice here. A <laughs> lot of people practice here. It's like, well, that's uh, not our problem. Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> so, but anyway, this is when Sid calls me up. They're like, all these fucking kids. There's like a bunch of kids here. There are people setting up grills and lawn chairs and all this crazy shit. Strange. They're playing in the parking lot. I'm like, Who? I don't know. <laughs> so, I was like, okay. And she's like, you got to get down here. You got to see this fucking place. I, all right, I'll go down. I wasn't planning on going out. I spent all day fucking putting shit away, <laughs> moving shit out of uh, my roommate's house into the current house. While one of the roommates is drunk off his ass because he uh, fell off the wagon, and we got to deal with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, it's 9.30 in the p.m., I can swing a show, right? and we did. We went out there, we hung, in the, hung out in the bed of her pickup truck, slamming back a few beers and just watching the show, and it was like, who the fuck are all these bands? Well, all these bands included uh, Mid, Screwed, Northwest Passage, Eardrums, Berzoi, Fuckskin, Tanner Nicholson, Gap Year, and Bittersweet. I think I've heard of one of those. Yep, you yeah, heard of Fuckskin. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Yep, that was the only band I was able to recognize. Other bands I've noticed from like flyers and shit that I've shared. Mid, I know that band because that's uh, Hunter's band. Hunter is the guy who does the, uh, who runs Tempura Supply on Instagram, does all those little stickers of the egg shaped man that you've seen around. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's his band, Mid. So I got to see Mid play and I was like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but most of the show was just like, It was like, okay, they play the set there's another band? What the fuck? You know, I didn't see the flyer. I didn't know what was going on. Apparently it's this kid's birthday. Whoever the last band was, he was the singer for and it's like, Well, you're the last band playing at your own party? (laughs) This is Guess he set it up so we
1: could enjoy all of the other ones and then wrap up the night.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But by then, there was like an eighth of the crowd left. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens
1: with them late shows.
0: Oh, yeah. Late? It was so late, it was early. In the morning, that shit went on until 1 a.m. We were way past noise ordinances at that point. Dang. <laughs> but I guess it just goes to show how little a shit people give about that area. And good, yeah. let's, let's keep it that way. Gentrification be damned. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> But, yeah, a lot of these bands, it was sort of the same thing. There was, like, weird uh, sort of garage rock and uh, uh, alternative rock, I guess. One of the bands at the very end uh, covered uh, uh, covered Too Many Puppies by Primus. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah.
1: Too Many Puppies.
0: Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. At their bassist, she was going around the fucking crowd just doing, like, a, the total squatted... <laughs> Crawls that Les Claypool does. <laughs> it was fucking fun. Then at one point, I remember Sid just jumps on my back and like grabs, <laughs> just like holding me on the neck, got me in basically a sleeper hold. I'm like, okay, so I bend over and we just sort of dance around in the pit. <laughs> and nice. meanwhile, I'm like trying not to get passed out because of this <laughs> chick who's got a hold of my neck and getting hit in the face on accident. Gosh. Yeah, I felt like I was young again. <laughs> fucking I'm still young, I'm not even thirty yet. come on, yeah, but I'm feeling uh I'm feeling the age hitting me. I can't do what I did when I was like nineteen even twenty it but happens it <laughs> does happen so this was a bit of a yeah this was <laughs> this was a surprise to me, so yeah, some of those bands it was uh you know, I wasn't really paying attention to some of them because most of the time it was just me Sid and my friend just. Fucking off on the bed of her truck and just talking shit and having a good time. Nice. Yeah, so the party kind of came to us. We had no idea. Well, it's nice to know that you know shows like that are still happening. That's cool. Uh, anyway, as for shows that are coming up. Yes. On the 8th, Zulu and Soul Glow and Playtime will be playing at Kilby Court. That's a $27 for entry. Starts at 7 p.m. Nice. That'd be cool. Indeed, it will, but I'm not excited about that show. You know, you're like... excited for? I am excited for the show on the 15th with <laughs> I Hate God, Goat Whore, and Cancer Fucking Christ there at Aces High Saloon. $30 in advance, $35 day of. It starts at 8 p.m. Dude, you got fucking. Louisiana junkie sludge, you have fucking satanic death metal, and you have blasphemous grindcore all ruled into one fucking occultist show. This is <laughs> gonna be fucking whack, and I am looking forward to every fucking bleeding, and I mean bleeding minute of it. Oh man, that's or good.
1: flaming minute of it,
0: or flaming. Yep, Cancer Christ has a flamethrower. Yes, they do. They they won't be using that in the fucking confines
1: of Aces High saloon. Probably not, but maybe out on the street or something. I feel like they have a hard time not using it.
0: (laughs) I mean, they couldn't even use it at GVC, and that was open air. Where there's a will, there's a way. I'll I'll just say that. How's that? Where there's a permit, there's a way. (laughs) Anyway. uh, How fast can you run once you get it going? How fast can you run once you start seeing red and blue? (laughs) Right. Anyway, uh, after that, on the 18th, College Radio, Frick, the Lovely Robot, and Calgrove, or Calgrove, Catgrove Street? Eh, It could be a typo, but they'll all be playing at the Beehive. This is going to be $10. That starts at 7 p.m. Oh, I skipped over one. The 16th. 16th, Eardrums, Tainted Ink, Mauled, and Lish will be playing at Black Lung. That is $12. Starts at 7 p.m. And that's all I got the shows coming up in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, but the uh, th- oh, the end of September, beginning October, it's going to be, oh, dear, it's going to be low-did, my friends. Low-did. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dustin, what have you got to add on?
1: Oh, I've got some shows, too. Uh, keep mentioning our friends in Clover's Curfew. They're on a break, but on the from Las Vegas. Their last show was the third. I think they might have picked up another show at the Punk Rock Museum there over this past weekend, but... On the 22nd through 24th, they'll be in Colorado on their way back to Long Island. Uh, their show in Long Island will be on October 28th. So again, we'll continue to mention more of that as it gets closer. This weekend, Cadence Fest, uh, Cadence Fest three in Saint Paul, Minnesota is happening. Uh, show starts at 3 p.m. It's 15 bucks, all ages. Music, vegan food, art market, and you can see bands like Soulkeeper, Agony Reigns, Love Victory. They're going to be there. Bullshit Detectors awesome, Sabat Empire Downs fantastic, Infantile Disease, Pill Cutter and Mace. So a lot of great <laughs> stuff. It's going to be outdoors, so hopefully it's great weather. And there you go, you can go to Cadence MN at Cadence MN on Instagram if you want to find more, but I mean, just for 15 bucks alone, I'd watch any one of those three bands. I was just saying that I really enjoy and so it's a steal to get to see all of those bands. It's fantastic. Uh, I'll mention Special Duties, the rest of the tour in just a second. I'm going to highlight the one next week on the 12th here at Aces High Saloon. $15 in advance, $20 a day of, 9 o'clock show. They'll be with Starving Wolves because they're on tour with Starving Wolves, and they'll be playing with uh, local favorites, Endless Struggle. So I'm really looking forward to that uh, Special Duties show. Uh, that we will be seeing uh, It's next Tuesday, so before we record on the next episode. Uh, they will be continuing tonight. They're in Portland. They'll be, oh, they had to cancel their Vancouver show because issues getting into Canada, so that's not happening. Uh, Seattle on the 8th, the 9th. I think they added Bozeman. I'm looking at an old flyer, but I think they added Bozeman, Montana. On the 10th, Boise, Idaho at the Shredder. Then Salt Lake on the 12th, 13th in Vegas, 14th in Phoenix, 15th in Pomona at Characters. And finally on the 16th in LA at First Street Billiards. Those are two venues. So many I'm always mentioning shows. Well, first the Shredder in Boise. I definitely want to go see a show there sometime. Uh, But uh, characters in Pomona, First Street Billiards. If you get to go see shows there, let me know how they are. I I, so many great bands that I'm always mentioning anyway are playing at those venues, and so one day I'm going to get there and see some of those shows. Uh, Another festival coming up, it is actually, it was last weekend, so I will delete that flyer, sorry. Uh, No point mentioning that, you either saw it or you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Same with CY Fest, I was going to mention that one, but again, you either saw it or, and if you did, it was a freaking fantastic stacked ass lineup, so hopefully you got to go check out a lot of really cool uh, bands there. Uh, CY Fest looked awesome. By the way, uh, on the 15th, Common Turn Sect from France will be in New York City playing with 45 adapters, vaccine, Mad Mulligans, our pals, and Moral Panic. And that'll be at St. Vit- Vitus Bar, uh, 1120 Manhattan Avenue. $20 in advance, $25 the day of. I mean, save yourself some money, but it's worth it no matter what, I think. Uh, and that's coming up on the 15th. 45 adapters are awesome. I got to see Common Turn Sect last year at Crash Fest, and they were awesome. So New York, you, you got to show up for that one. Uh, that is not that. That That's a new single coming up. We'll talk more about that another time. <laughs> uh, our friends in the Soap Babies, at least the, the babies part of the Soap Babies, <laughs> their, their show in Wallingford, Connecticut will be on the 29th, Boston on the 30th. They have a weekender. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that as it comes up, but I wanted to mention those dates and locations because you should definitely get out there and see the Soap Babies. Uh, on that one is a little further out than I thought it was, so we'll get to that one later. On the 10th Criminal Outfit, we'll be playing with the Provos, Skinny Pete and the Meats, the Third Estate, Rally Cry. This will be in or on Anaheim Street in Long Island. It's the one millionth Sunday matinee. Uh It looks awesome. It's a 2 p.m. show, the last live show for the band Criminal Outfit. So if you're going to be there in Long Beach, uh, go see them. The band Skinny Pete and the Meats are all over the West Coast. They're awesome, and they're playing some great stuff. And you get to go see Criminal Outfit, and it will be the last time. It is a 21 and older, unfortunately. But if you are 21 or older, go see Criminal Outfit. They're a cool band. And finally... Uh, Our our pal Johnny Elbow, I'm going to keep mentioning this one even though this is pretty far out, but maybe you'll want to travel to it. It's going to be in Milwaukee on October 14th and 15th. It'll be La Fiesta, which starts at 6 p.m. on each night. I'll get more details as it gets a little closer, but you'll know to go to Milwaukee for those days. And on the 14th, you get to see Hunting Lions, Get Rad, Zor, Fast Plants, Splatter Pattern, Death in Custody, Murder Generation on the 15th, you get to see Oxblood, Assault and Battery, Fear City, Court Street Scrappers, Severed, Johnny's Band, Bad Assets, Old Salt, Shitbag, I know like 80, 90% of those bands and every one of them that I know are awesome, so I'm sure all those other ones are going to be great as well. That's everything I've got. Eric, unless you got something else that you came across to add, let's get back
0: into some music. So, album for you. Yeah, uh, we got to get back into the music. Yes. And yeah, I've got an album here and I've got a lot to say about it. You know how I take notes. Yes. I take notes in a wide page college bound notebook. Right. And I have, let's see, one, two, three, four pages, four pages of notes on here. Single spaced, (laughs) small text and I don't use contractions. Actually, I do sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the point is I'm going to waste no time and get into talking about, yet again, one of the grindcore bands, fucking Pig Destroyer. Now, Pig Destroyer, I've talked about them Three times before on this show, three times, maybe just twice. No, three times. I remember uh, talking about their single The Cavalry back in 2019 uh, when that came out. And then I remember talking about uh, the song Army of Cops in 2020. I remember that was on the episode that we released in uh, like April, May. It was the first episode I did when I came back after my accident. Wow. Yeah. So, there was that. And then, finally, it was when I was plugging the EP, also in 2020, The Octagonal Stairway. Whenever that came out, I know that it w- made my uh, year-round list, uh, you know, best EPs released that year. So, so yeah. But now, I get to talk in uh, great detail about this band, and their seminal album, Prowler in the fucking Yard. <laughs> that was the album that introduced me to Pig Destroyer, and, oh, God... <laughs> Oh, God. Well, uh, I'll get into that in just a minute. Pig Destroyer, they formed in 1997 in Alexandria, Virginia. They were formed by, well, who are now the only surviving original members, vocalist J.R. Hayes and guitarist Scott Hull, who previously, before, you know, previously to Pig Destroyer, played in Agoraphobic Nosebleed and Anal Cunt, two other rather uh, noteworthy grindcore bands. (laughs) And they made a name for themselves in the grind scene due to the conjoined elements of Hayes' grotesque, graphic, yet poetic and competent lyrics. It's like uh, reading words from a a script of a gore exploitation film with an artsy edge. (laughs) It's like even the band's name functions as a tactful slogan for their hatred toward cops. It's a statement of the band itself, just blatant enough to get one's attention, but not too opaque as to not get the message across. What also helped was Hole's expansive skills on guitar, with techniques ranging from punk to thrash to uh, doom and sludge. As to create songs that aren't just a cacophony of fucking blast beats with constant double bass and clings on the bell of the ride cymbal over muddy guitarists just slicing away at the same riff patterns. No, they included thrashy dance parts, slow and drawn out doom metal like passages, and crispy tremolo picking when it is all called for, all mostly delivered in individual songs that barely crack the 90 second timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> they got a lot to say in a short amount of time. Well, here's Prowler in the Yard, like uh, 22 songs in less than 40 minutes, <laughs> and it was their second album. And fun fact that I learned while researching this: the the figure on the cover of that album, the this menacing, demented-looking man, you know, inside his uh, human chop shop with what's left of his victims, <laughs> you know, with a bone <laughs> saw in his hand. It's actually Bobby Steele from the Misfits. Oh wow. Yeah, They got him to model for that pose, and they uh, that's cool. Yep. So there you go. Bobby Steele is on a pig destroyer album. <laughs> Not musically. he's just there. He's just looking there. at you with his pupilless eyes. <laughs> and so the crazy thing about this it's a grindcore album, but it is also, at the core, a concept album. That's almost unheard of in the grind scene you know and we're following this unnamed protagonist committing unspeakable acts of violence and grotesqueries it's it's hard to pick up on the lyrics admittedly as it is still a grindcore album ergo mostly indecipherable vocals <laughs> well the vocals are <laughs> decipherable the words aren't but the mood is definitely matched with the music even by just reading the song titles which also act as double entendres at times like trojan whore and <laughs> Junkyard God, and Heart and Crossbones, to more opaque titles like Naked Trees, and Strangled with a Halo, and more blatantly grisly titles like Cheerleader Corpses, and Snuff Film at Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, they, they cover a lot of ground on this one. And now these crimes depicted in the song, they're the songs. They're committed in the wake of a messy breakup with the only character in the story who bears a name, that being Jennifer. And she's the figurehead of the intro in the, the intro track. And that song is a it's this graphic, disturbing prologue read by a robotic voice, making it all the more unnerving about two girls who are wrestling, Jennifer being the one who rustles this girl down to the ground at a carnival. And she's overpowering her and committing such disgusting acts to do so while onlookers are watching in horror and or arousal. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to give anything away on this. It is just, this is the first thing I'm hearing by Pig Destroyer. Like, oh, God, this is, this is so shitty. And again, in graphic detail, in graphic detail, <laughs> yeah. looking at licking at the girls' eyeballs as if they were sugar cubes. <laughs> there, that's okay. a, you, you get one. <laughs> anyway, that sort of serves as the launching pad for the protagonist to kick off their pursuit for revenge and the album itself. As the following track, Cheerleader Corpses, describes the plotting for killing and eating their ex-lover. Okay. Yep, eating... <laughs> <laughs> the, okay. the, the lyrics are can be incredibly abstract while still being grotesque. It's like basically if you had a gory slasher story uh, take place in the setting of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, the, with a lot of religious overtone. <laughs> There's okay. a, Oh, my God. The imagery is so detailed, but they don't make much sense. So the only reaction you have is to kill. <laughs> it's like if a serial killer did cocaine and acid. And the music, like I said, swings back and forth from like traditional grindcore tremolo riffs and blast beats to catchy thrashy riffing passages and slow sweltering sludge segments. Like it's like being caught in a rip tide and drowning as a result. The guitars sound like they're emanating Slayer at times and other times Pantera and also I Hate God. It depends if they want the songs to sound sinister and evil or if to have more groove and immediacy or to just be cold and depressing. Now, at long last, the two songs I picked, which I feel accurately represent each camp, are as follows. The first one being Naked Trees. This is the one that's uh, more of their traditional grind sound. It's a, And it showcases the components like the speed and the urgency and the riffs and the blast beats, but it also throws a curveball at us with a circle pit-inducing thrash section toward the end. It's like a, a crossover grind song. Okay. Yeah. The lyrics have quite a bit of layers depicting... A, I don't even really know how to describe it other than, you know, it's a, it's a tree growing on a patch of scorched earth surrounded by its dead leaves. And it's basically this metaphor that the tree is heaven and the leaves are the fallen angels. As if to say that someone whose entire life is built on faith and that when it's lost, that person loses their sense of purpose. So I assume. Like I said, this... (laughs) The lyrics are thick with references. So... But yeah, you wouldn't get that in the 90 second or so runtime in this fucking song. So see if you can make it out, people. (laughs) Turn on that grind metal decoder in your head because this is Naked Trees. Have fun. Everybody got that <laughs> good moving on so that's just one of such other songs that have rather m- mortifying lyrics with a poetic edge like Hard and crossbones is about how such ladies are deceptive with their initial presentation you know being warm and beautiful but are monsters on the inside sort of like a you know a succubus right the lyrics like "It's just a skull full of chlorine and a septic kink. like Ooh, okay. Then you have "Strangled with a Halo," is uh, it's stating how when a child is raped, God seems to be turning a blind eye to it. Mother, I've been raped in the shadow of a watchtower. I'm like Whoa. now, that is so horrific, right? <laughs> but the imagery and just the the metaphor, the watchtower. Goddamn! All right. And Junkyard God is the equivalent of an ex holding the stereo above his head outside his girlfriend's window, playing their favorite song. Only here, it's represented by bleeding knuckles resulting from the constant knocking of the door, wilted and dying flowers on a rainy day, and the boy comparing his skin to paper and his exes to glass. She loves it when she wears his skin like that in tatters. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I warned you this wasn't going to be pretty. <laughs> you picked an interesting one, that's for sure. Uh, well, that's not even the one I picked. The one that I picked is the one I think is the most poignant and unsettling, and that is Star Belly. And yes, I chose the longest track on this record, not counting the outro, Piss Angel, which has the, you know, which is basically two tracks put together. Right. Yeah, that's doesn't count. This is a one continuous fucking song, and it's at five minutes. I know a song in a grindcore album that's five minutes. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, why I think is the most uh, disheveling is it's uh, the lyrics are literally a love letter. A final love letter to the once girlfriend, to Jennifer from the protagonist, describing how obsessed he still is with her. How, she's, how he still masturbates to her photos and hopes that he'll be dead by the time that she reads this. And uh, Scott, the guitarist, he lays heavy into the slow, sludgy riffs that fill the last two-thirds of this song. It's like harnessing his inner Jimmy Bauer. That's the guitarist of I Hate God. And the title is interesting enough as a star belly, that term is referring to someone who presents themselves in such high prestige despite not having attributed anything that would grant them such honor. Okay. So it's like, uh, could this mean that he sees himself as deserving of, of better despite the fact that he's presented as a horrible person or that he sees that in Jennifer? Jennifer's the horrible person, yet holds herself in such high regard. I don't know. I didn't think too hard on this one, (laughs) but maybe that's sort of the idea. But yeah, if you look up Starbelly Sneech in the Urban Dictionary, that's exactly what it is. It's like someone who thinks too high and mighty of themselves when really they're just a, yeah, you're basically just a chocolate flavored turd. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, I talked about this uh, one enough. We got five minutes. Let's fucking listen to Starbelly. (laughs) That's only the, the third to last track on this one. What follows is Junkyard God, and then the final track, Piss Angel, sees out the album with an epilogue of Jennifer regarding what happened immediately after the incident from the beginning of this album. And it's read by the same haunting robotic narrator. While It's like while these sound swells fill the background and an ominous, distorted voice sings choral chants, that aren't exactly decipherable, and it just brings it to a haunting close. It's really fucked up. (laughs) So, yeah, that was uh, Pig Destroyer, the prowler in the yard, and yeah, I had to choose those tracks because I needed to, you know, if you didn't believe me, the, the the amount of music coming in from different points of the spectrum was represented in this album yeah i had to do one that was like the grind and the thrash and then the sludge and the doom it's like i needed the fucking i needed to get the grind and the core and everything in between (laughs) because it's all represented rather equally on this album and yeah there is a lot to take in on this record there's a bunch of really short songs but all the more reason to have to give it a re-listen because each song is so fleeting that you won't be able to catch what what is going on each time. It's a thick record, people. <laughs> it may be short. Well, considering the lifespan of uh, the lifespan, the time span of most grindcore records, it's rather standard. Maybe a little longer, but each song is very short. And you wouldn't think that each uh, little package could pack so much of a punch, lyrically and musically speaking. No, it's, uh, it's pretty deep. So, yeah, w- listen to this album, have the lyrics on standby, and you're going to have to re-listen to it a bunch if you want to get the whole story. And I got this record on vinyl. Nice. I never thought I'd be able to find it, but I found it, God damn it! <laughs> Thank you, Grey Whale. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I'd talked about this record for about as long as its runtime is. So <laughs> maybe. So yeah, and you have three songs from your album that you got to get to.
1: Right, so let's get to those. The band is second coming. Uh, they were an active band, 91 to 2000, so they haven't been active in a while. They did release an album called "In Denial of Art and Permanence," and that was released way back in 1999. So the reason why we're playing three tracks is because our friends at One Scene Records sent us three uh, copies that uh, are phenomenal. I posted about it on our Instagram, so you should check it out, but it comes in four different color vinyls they re well the tracks have been remastered re-released on vinyl with one scene records and co-released with neanderthal society so you can go to either of those i'll be giving more or those social medias out at the end of the show like we do and i also if you follow us on instagram you'll see that i made that post with all of those things and information and uh some of the colors that you'll be able to see so we're going to play some of that music The band, though they were active to 2000, they actually did do an album release show on August 26th uh, with our pals in Powerhouse. Uh, They did that in Oakland, I want to say. So they did come back and do a show, but from what I can tell, they hadn't done anything prior to, and I don't see plans for anything specific coming up. So, there you go. I'm going to talk more about this here in a minute. We're going to play some of the music as we do have three tracks to get to. I picked one towards the beginning, one kind of at the end of the middle or whatever. There's 12 tracks. We're going to be playing track 2, track 9, and track 11. So, let's get to track 2 right now and we'll talk more about this album in a moment. Here is the Bay Area Hardcore second coming with the track Blind. Blind.
2: Disrupt me! This is number one! Disrupt me!
1: That's Blind, so that's track number two off of that release. What would you think? Well, definitely sounds like a hardcore band. Sounds like, I definitely, when I hear it, I think of Powerhouse. So maybe there is a, you know, when they talk about New York hardcore, maybe there's that uh, OBHC, that Oakland brand hardcore. You know, their Bay yeah. Area, not specific to Oakland, but uh, maybe there's something to that as well.
0: Yeah, it was like that type of hardcore coming out in the 90s that was still that was still attached to its uh to its punk roots right you know i'm thinking of the likes of i think of the likes of judge i think of blood for blood i think of the bruisers you know they're harder than the bands that came before but they're not quite like you know they're not like earth crisis or anything of that <laughs> sort <laughs>
1: Uh, well, the the label, uh, One Scene Records, they are a small label based out of Portland, used to be out of the Bay Area. Uh, we've played a few of their other releases prior to, so you should definitely go check those out. From their social media, you could see uh, when they had the pre-order up, uh, the records that I took the picture of, were like that orange, almost flame-looking, which goes really well with that front cover. And then if you see the blue, the blue actually matches the blue from the back of the 12-inch sleeve. And then they have kind of a dark red with black mixed in. And then they have a black with white splatter, which is pretty awesome. So again, onescenerecords.com, neanderthal-society.com. You can go check those out. And get those if vinyl's not your thing guess what they because the tracks have been remastered uh, you might want to go get it on uh, cd so they have cd out there and two different cassette tapes there's black cassettes and blue cassettes and then somebody i don't know if i saw who did the logo i think it's posted somewhere i'm looking but the their name uh, Second Coming, somebody did that in kind of a, a graffiti look, which we have the stickers for, but it's also on uh, one of the T-shirts. And I'll, I'll mention that the remastering was done by Brad Boatwright of Audio Siege. And then the reimagined artwork is from Second Coming frontman Joey Vela. So uh, it did really good. I mean, that album artwork looks awesome, and they did a great, great like color options, I think to go with it. And there's something. I mean, if you like solid black, nothing but black on there, then I guess they kind of left you out. But the black with white splatter is pretty cool, so maybe that's for you. Otherwise, there's something out there for you. you uh, any anybody that's into getting the colored vinyl. All right, so let's get to that next track. That next track is like I said, it was track number nine. And that track is Wake. We're going to do that one now. We'll see what you think there, and then we'll wrap it up, do one more before we start wrapping up the show. So here's some more second coming off of in denial of our impermeance, rather. Here is Wake. Wake.
2: Pitching my Now Wink my mind to make it stand I can take
1: from Second Coming. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to play one more track here in just a moment. The original release came out on Breakout Records, as I stated, the remastered and released on vinyl version, and all of the cassettes and CDs and all the other stuff is now on One Scene Records and Neanderthal Society, so look for them there. you find it from the band Maybe. They did have some at that album release show, but again, that was August 26th, so... Your time has come and gone. I don't know if they have anything left over uh, from that, but you know where to go. Uh, One thing I wanted to read about the band, they posted, and this is a quote, we had to change the name to Second Coming HC. So you might see it as Second Coming HC. Because some shithead threatened to sue us because he has a copyright on the name for his whack grunge band from the 90s. of Some band named Second Coming. Uh, He threatened to sue us back then, too, despite us being a band first. Not changing the artwork or anything, just the name on streaming services. So when you're looking this band up, because they do have a Bandcamp page, they did post this stuff digitally on their own Bandcamp page if you want to go check it out digitally, or you can go other streaming services, as they said. But when you do, it's Second Coming HC. We're going to get to that last track. Uh Thank you again to One Scene Records. Great label, great records, and this track is track number 11, second to last track on the vinyl. It is called What It Meant. stuff second coming God, I like that track
0: that's a that's some great shit right
1: <laughs> it just about wraps it up there there is one more that that follows it told you so is the name of that one but fuck that's awesome
0: I told you so actually that's a slap shot song <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I like what they're doing again that record came out about 24 years ago and so really cool that uh one scene records and Uh, neanderthal society got together and put that out make people like us uh, give us the ability to get it us vinyl collectors and it also got remastered so pretty awesome Uh, thank you again to one scene records we're going to transition into wrapping up the show there's a uh, band i played them over on punkanoy worldwide we're going to play them now here the band is tractor Bader. eric i want you to look up tractor Bader. And the album's called hmm. Torque Dirty. So look that album cover up while I'm talking about this before we get into playing the track. Because I'm curious as to what you're going to think of the album artwork here. So Tractor Bader, right? That's the name of the band. They are a Welsh-French punk trio that hail from North Wales. Uh, I They sent messages a couple days ago over on Instagram about the band. I already played them, but not everybody knows that I do Punk annoy Worldwide. And I do this with Eric. So I wanted to uh, play them here as well. So on POW episode 135, I played SOS in the Mind Gwynn Cafe. So I think I was trying to pronounce the word Mind and somebody helped me out after that episode. So now I know it's Mind Gwen. and if that person is listening to this episode, thank you very much. I'm glad I get to correct that here, and it does help. Yes, it does. Uh, they are Machenloth m- based. Is that that's where in Wales that the majority of the bands from? Anyway, it's a trio from that are Welsh and French. Uh, their debut is this album, Torque Dirty, and they are a garage. This is anyway a garage punk album of rural town life. Kind of gives you that idea, and you can see in the artwork it kind of reflects
0: that, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a hint of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you live in uh, rural towns, your, uh, your interests get a little bit more esoteric. <laughs> you know, certain things become a little, uh, you know, some people look at it and say that that's, uh, I'm putting it politely, odd. <laughs>
1: Well, if you see our stuff on social media, you'll see that I'll have posted the album cover with the social media post. But if you listen to us, uh, subscribe to wherever, or just go to the streaming sources, you might not see it. So if you don't, I recommend checking it out. It's an interesting album cover, and we are going to play a track so we can start wrapping up the show. Uh, A track from Torque Dirty from the band, and again, that album came out mid-June, so that was when I was playing the band uh, not too long ago, but uh, I think it was June 15th is the release date. Yep, there it is. June 15th. We are going to play uh, a track called Pretty Patel's Shoes. So here it is. Definitely a fun band. They've got some interesting, some of the other tracks. Uh, like I said, SOS and the Mind Wind Cafe I played. But Class Tourist, Death in Cardiff, Tractors Out, and maybe that would be uh, helpful to know or have yeah. seen the album artwork if you uh, know there's a track on there called Tractors Out. Uh, Kirstie Allsop's Arse. Uh, yeah, go check them out. Like I said, they're on social medias and such. Uh, Not social medias, but streaming sources. So definitely can go uh, check out more of those tracks. If you missed that Punkin' Worldwide episode back in uh, June, then you've only heard one track. There are more to hear. I think that's an eight-track release. Eric, what what, what are your final thoughts on that band? What is that thing? The the... The thing coming out, it's uh, back in there. Or are you looking at something else? There's a no, lot I'm to look, see. I'm
0: looking at that. It's just such an interesting placement for the clutch. <laughs> or I assume it's the clutch. I don't know. It looks rather odd. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, Tractor Baiter's fun. It's yeah. A fun band. They got a. They got a really stupid name. I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tractor Baiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it matches the. It matches the humor of the band. Like you could, right? you could just feel it. I don't want to feel much of what that album cover is depicting. <laughs> the further I stay away from that, the better. <laughs> All
1: right, we're gonna wrap up the show now. Eric and I each have something not so punk. Mine might be a little closer to punk, but we'll discuss that in a minute.
0: Eric, what did you pick? Uh, going back to uh, the man, Warren Zevon. That guy has an amazing voice. He's got an amazing lyrical style. He can tell you a story in under three minutes, and it's, it, it's a 3X structure. And it's just wonderful how he can do it. And it's not like all of his songs are, uh, you know, really uppity and happy and crazy. No, some of them are actually really fucked up. <laughs> like, uh, if I remember, I think I played the song Excitable Boy on here. Which, uh, yeah, it's such a such a lively, jumpy uh, piano based song. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's, uh, oh god, what the fuck, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the beauty of it, you know. You just have this, uh, you just have like this uh, beautifully wrapped package, you know, with a nice little bow on it and everything, and then you open it up, and it's a severed head. <laughs> That's Warren Zevon in a nutshell. However, is uh, uh, the the song for today is uh, nothing like that. It's actually a song called "Piano Fighter," which came out on his album uh, "Mutineer" back in the uh, '90s. Um, but I had to ch- I had to go with the live rendition of it from his uh, from his live album that came out in '93, "Learning to Flinch," which is just all acoustic covers, uh, kind of an MTV unplugged version of of some of his hit songs and some of his uh, deeper cuts. And he does little renditions. He has like little uh, uh, long overtures for some of his uh, biggest hits and it really makes it outstanding. Uh, It just makes it very symphonic in a way. Nice. Orchestral, if you will.
1: There you go. Good description.
0: Yeah. Now, the song that I chose is Piano Fighter. I think I mentioned that already. Yep. And... Why I chose this one is because, well, put simply, he's actually playing piano on this song.
1: Oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds pretty obvious that he would be playing it because, you know, some of Oren Zevon's most well-known songs are songs that he wrote on the piano. You know, Werewolves of London, Excitable Boy, Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner. Those are just, like, such amazing uh, compositions that he did on the Ivories. But when it came to uh, this one... He actually sang it over an accordion. Huh. i like, well, okay, an accordion, I guess, has piano keys on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a portable piano. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you might as well be pay- playing it on one of those uh, MIDI keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> actually, did they have MIDI back in the 90s? I don't think that was a thing yet. Was it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No idea. The, the point oh. is... Uh, On this uh, live album, Learning to Flinch, it is him singing while playing the piano. It is Warren Zevon at his most raw. And the song is not anything grisly or gruesome or uh, anything like that. I think we got enough out of that from Pig Destroyer. So this song is just more of like uh, him giving giving an autobiographical presentation. Not really directing it toward himself, but you can kind of sense this is a bit of a... uh, uh, you know, him reminiscing on him, you know, coming up as a starving musician and just, like, trying to make his way do, uh, make make his way by playing in all these uh, different bands and not having a steady paycheck and, you know, doing one-night shows in this bar and that bar and just, you know, just trying to catch his break. And that's what it is, Piano Fighter. So, so yeah, hopefully this is a nice little uh, soothing... Uh, soothing track that was juxtaposed to, uh, you know, the brutality that we had a while back. So here is Warren Zevon's Piano Fighter.
3: It was more than a whim I played with grim determination Jim Someone called Sessions and I played in bands A thousand casuals and one night stands Here on Thursday, gone on Friday Heading down that Dixie Highway. I'll play Clair de Lune in a quiet saloon. Steady work for a change. I won't have i
0: Just listening to them fingers dancing upon them keys. He's a master class, that man was. Man. R.I.P. We lost him like, uh, God, 20 years ago. Wow. I just realized, 20 years ago. I, I'm i pretty sure it was, because he, uh, he died of a, uh, it was a form of cancer. And he got that, a. Uh, uh, he was diagnosed with that some time in, I think, 2002, 2003. He was only given, like, less than a year to live. Oh, I think he mad. lived about a year and a half after his diagnosis. And in that time, released his uh, final album, The Wind, which is a fucking great album, by the way. It has such features on there like uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Springsteen. And he does uh, such an amazing, genuine cover of Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh, it's awesome. Fitting, given the, you know...
1: <laughs> right. It's foreshadowing there, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he knew it was. Uh, he knew what his fate was, ah. but he, but he did that not to be as a sort of tribute to himself, but just more to a tribute to, uh, you know, to Bob Dylan because he, you know, was a heavy influence on Warren. Uh, but yeah, you could definitely you could check all that out in a little documentary that was done about Warren Zevon in his final years. It was sort of the making of that album, and it's it's really. Yeah, it's really cool. It tugs at the old uh, heartstrings there. Yeah, bet. yeah, especially when he did his final appearance on uh, David Letterman as well. That was uh, uh, promoting his uh, uh, his compilation album, The Genius: The Best of Warren Zevon. So yeah, he was plugging it on that show, and uh, conversations that him and David were having were really they're really nice. It's cool. Yep. And then he covered uh, rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner with Paul Schaefer's band. (laughs) Yep. And it was good until Paul Schaefer did backing vocals. Oh, oh my God. Dude, you cannot hold a tone. (laughs) Why the fuck are you there? For 30 years you've been there. Whatever. He's gone. Letterman's gone. It's now Colbert. That's besides the point. That's besides all the fucking points. I'm getting way (laughs) off track here. Uh, A little bit. Yeah, Warren Zevon, RIP. You're... Still the fucking piano fighter. You're still a master class, a God amongst men, and now it's kind of quite literally that. <laughs> but you know, because you don't have many, too many rock and roll pianists in uh, uh, these days. True. It was big back in the '50s and the '60s and the '70s, and sort of lost touch around the '80s. So, so yeah, not very many people carrying the torch these days. So yeah, that's what I got to say about Mr. Zavon. Also, it's been 30 years since this uh, song came out, too. So Wow. <laughs> yeah, Kind of weird how it's all shaping up. Yep. The, the planets are aligned, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> well, since Eric's going that way, I'm going to wrap up the show with something fun on a much lighter note. Uh, Big Dick Hustlers, I, I think with a name like Big Dick Hustlers, you know what we're about to get into. <laughs> uh, this release was on Rad Girlfriend Records, came out September 27th of 2022. I've been waiting a while. Like I said, it's punk-ish. Big Dick Hustlers is the hilariously tongue-in-cheek, which it is, side project of Dwarves frontman Black Dahlia. That's the punk-ish part. And famous Hollywood rapper Mickey Avalon, who I know I've had to have played on here before, and if I haven't, I should play him again because uh, for whatever reason, I like Mickey Avalon. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else does, but uh, I definitely do. Uh, This 7-inch, because there's two tracks, consists of the duo taking unique takes on the hit songs X's and O's by L. King, which I'm not playing that track. That track's called Bitches and Hoes on the actual 7-inch, but I know the song, but it's more of a modern one, and I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, The other one is uh, Just a Friend song, which they... Used the same title, just a friend, but from the late great Bismarcky. I love Bismarcky and I love that track, so that's the one we're going to play here in a moment. Uh, when they say that great minds think alike, well, these two <laughs> look no further. Uh, the two songs are proof of that. If you're a fan of the dwarves or of body songs that will make you crack up laughing every time, because these do, uh, this record, this seven inch right here, this is for you. This is a soundtrack of two buddies having a blast in the studio together. Proving you don't have to take yourself too seriously to make good music. And that's how this show's gonna end. We're not gonna take ourselves too seriously. We're gonna enjoy this track. Eric, have you heard Big Dick Hustlers yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not the ones to uh, which you're referring. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to hear Just a Friend. It's their take on Bismarcky. Again, their they're own versions, they're not doing covers. Right? It's, their, it's a song that's reimagined,
0: is a better word for it. Oh, so they're not posting their big dicks on the cover of Hustler magazine? Mm, I don't <laughs> think so. Because <laughs> that would be a little odd, a little uh, change of pace. I think Larry Flint is rolling over in his grave, or at least trying to with that big dick of his. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's wrap
1: up the show. Here's Just a Friend from Big Dick Hustlers.
4: I got what you need. But you say he just a friend But you say he's just a friend Uh-oh. I met a bitch backstage at a show Licking on your face and dropping names on the floor You know the type, white and menstrual Claims to show you things you never seen before and Not the kind of broad that you take home to your mom This the type of bitch you pass around at the bar I seen her coming and I tried to dip But she was quicker than a ninja with a kung fu grip Oh shit, what's a brother to do? I guess I gotta let her swallow all my baby goo But then this lady dude came into the room And tried to get up on the action which was gay and rude I didn't wanna hit him cause he looked so afraid And I was scared that if he bled on me I might get AIDS I was slipping, sliding, ripping up the hymen But how am I supposed to come with your friend there crying? But you say he's just a friend. Oh baby, I got what you need. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend.
2: Oh baby, I I got what you need.
4: But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend.
5: Have you ever met a girl from a half-ass band? Trying to make a record, asking for a hand Let me tell you people about this freak I know She was grabbing on my penis at a punk rock show I met her very briefly in a toilet stall I was doing some drugs, she started licking my balls Skipped the introduction, got right to the point Applied a dose of suction to my big old joint the walls were vibrating with the sound of the bass So I blew my whole wad on the side of her face Wiped it off with a flyer that she found Saying, hey, come see us, you'll dig our sound The next thing I know, there's a guy in the room Screaming, bitch, I'm gonna plant you dead in you too He was crying and screaming and bowing revenge Then he slipped both wrists and started crying again He stormed out the door saying, this is the end She told me, fuck that dude, he's just a friend Wait a minute, now, wait a minute, let me get this straight. I got what you
4: need, but you say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend. Oh baby, I got what you need, but you say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend. Avalon with Lag the Ripper.
5: <laughs> oh man, I got all the fucking friends I need, bitch. <laughs> this one goes out to Freddie Scott, Gamble and Huff, and the human beatbox Biz Marquee in the place to be.
4: And all you little bitches in
0: Well, I never thought I'd hear someone cover Bismarcky, but here we are.
1: <laughs> so, what'd you think of that one? I mean, it felt
0: <laughs> weird. <laughs> you know, it, it reminded me of Lonely Island. You know, these guys that do, uh, you know, parody rap songs. Uh, you know, it's meant to be taken uh, loosely. You know, right. it's not a. It's it's they're they're comedy. They're comedians. You know, sure. That's what this uh, felt like to me. <laughs> Yeah. At least that's how it yeah, that's how it sounded. It sounded like a you know, white guy's trying to act gangsta as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was funny and You know, everybody in the
1: stories were all willing participants, and so, uh, you know, all I did is kick back, enjoy the bismarkiness about it, and then laugh at the lyrics.
0: The bismalarkiness, more likely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's good stuff. we got to wrap up the show, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I uh, especially want to thank uh, One Scene Records again for those uh, sharing those records with us. Everybody that shares their music with us, thank you so much. Uh, we can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, PlayerFM, FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, SLCPodcast.com, I'm sure plenty of other places. Find us and listen to us wherever you like to watch or listen, rather, to your podcasts. Share it out. Go listen to Power Radio. We're yeah. going to be getting more active with Power Radio now that the studio here is nearing its finish we're actually in it using it so we're going to be getting uh, next project once this is done is killing it with power radio so that's coming up soon uh, you can find all the bands on instagram at run into the sun hc at creeping tide thank you again to ben at kong dot kong sorry at kong <laughs> dot kong dot empire there we go I think I was going to say kong like three times or maybe I did
0: <laughs> no you, you were on the right track <laughs> okay <laughs> It was Kong. Kong. I thought you were going to say Kong.com.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the band Witness Chamber, they're at Witness Chamber at Days of Future Past. That's where you'll find Witness Chambers release. At the underscore Nils27, and Nils is N-I-L-Z. At Pig Destroyer Official at second.coming.hc. Uh so you'll be able to find info on that release that we're talking about that we showed pictures of that are on our social medias. Uh, at the or at second at one scene records hc and at neanderthal society hc go check any of those out uh, and if they start selling out of colors you'll have to go to the other ones so there you go uh, at. at tractor bader at rad girlfriend records uh, the shows at
0: slc punkcast eric where are you i am on instagram at scary uncle underscore eric underscore SLC. My bands are also on Instagram. Anonymous is at anonymous underscore band official. And The Apathetics are, on, are at theapathetics.slc. We're also on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics. And you can stream our shit on Bandcamp at Anonymous SLC and at theapathetics.bandcamp.com. My other podcast, Lead Melodies, you can find that on Instagram at Lead Melodies underscore podcast. And on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. Stream the episodes on anchor.fm. And be sure to follow SLC Hardcore on Facebook. Gonna be posting some more flyers pretty soon, especially in the coming weeks, September and October. We're getting pretty loaded, friends. Pretty fucking loaded. That's awesome. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fucking bloodbath. Well, some of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Bands are found on Facebook at Run into the Sun HC at Creeping Tide, at Hong Kong Empire, at The Nils Music, at The Real Pig Destroyer, at Tractor Bader, at Warren Zevon Official, the shows at SLC Punkcast. Once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us talk about a scene that we love so much and all the great parts of the scene, the mm-hmm. live music, the new music, the old music, all the music, all the great bands, all the stuff that they're doing, all the great projects. Uh, without those, uh, we would leave lead a much more sad and lonely life without those things. A lot more boring
0: life. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So thank you again for tuning in, listening
0: all the way up to this point. Eric, you did some final thoughts early in the show, as you said, but do you have anything else you want to wrap the show up with? Well, I mean, uh, you found us somewhere. And, you know, if you find that the best way to listen to us is on your uh, best friend's laptop who has pirated, pirated downloaded episodes of all this shit, then more power to him, you know? What are we gonna do? Sue him? <laughs> if you go to slcpunkcast.com,
1: you can download them for free, and it, so you don't even have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to pirate that shit, right? <laughs> yeah, but I do want to say on the grounds of uh, suing, I, you know, with the given a uh, second coming. Yeah, second coming. I was like, eh, yeah, it's a good thing I have a name that no one would sue me over. I mean, anonymous. Yeah, good who's, luck with that one, right? Yeah, who's gonna sue me? A, the anonymous people with the fucking, <laughs> you know, with the fucking masks. The Guy Fox people. Yeah, is, is Guy Fox gonna sue me? That would kind of eradicate the whole point of Anonymous Incorporated, pretty much. Right. So yeah, I got nothing to worry about. That's true. Besides, if they're gonna sue me, they're gonna go broke. We operate <laughs> with cash. <laughs> <For> cash only. <laughs> cash only. <laughs> and some of us ain't making, ain't making dimes. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's sort of all i got to say i talked a lot on this one i talked a lot but i've been away for two weeks so yeah there you go hopefully it'll be shorter next time see ya play the fucking outro